Monday After Buzzers. Tonight, we are at the season finale for season eight. You are joining me, Constance Dunn. Stay tuned. We've got a lot to talk about. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> Is that a nervous laugh? Yes, that was a nervous... Oh, it was just so sad because you know what? This episode was the 175th episode of Shark Tank of all time. You were counting? I've been counting all these years. And we had some really, really great um, deals tonight. We had wine and design, of course. We had Rocketbook. We had Laid, Brandt, and Bridal Buddies. So this was a really, really great episode. What, What are your overall thoughts? CHL. I should I should let you guys know first of all who the heck we are. Yeah. You're looking at me and wondering where the heck Zoe Hewitt. Well, Zoe's having a good time. She wishes she could be here. Now, what is it? Yeah. She's in Hawaii. Uh, well, we're not sure. What's with that? Yes, she could be anywhere. Who knows where Zoe is? <laughs> she could be away on business. She doesn't want to say because she's afraid she'll run into somebody on the island. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe yeah, because you're a Hawaii. You Zoe, used to you live- goof. Yes, this is Constance Dunn, of course. You can always reach me at Twitter or Instagram, Constance Dunn. And I'm Chris Howard. Reach me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. That is Zoe, what a kid. You know what? I'm actually, you know what? I don't know if she still is on vacation yeah. or if she's back in. I'm like really bad, so I don't Got have it. her itinerary. Got it. But um, so we did have queries about you last week. Of course, we had Nate really? Rosefell, who was one of the. Why are the big... queries always interested in me? They're always interested. In... Yeah, the query. They're, they're, <laughs> we're, they're wondering about your juice fast. They're wondering if maybe your juice fast took you away. Do you like just. Oh, did it became... take me out? Is that what made yeah. me sick? <laughs> no, no. Or not sick, just like you disappeared. Okay. You got so skinny, you just evaporated. <laughs> so Zoe's not in Hawaii, and I didn't get sick. Um, no, I, I was a little under the weather. Um, but no, I don't think the juice fast took uh, took me. Like, I did really well on the juice fast. I weaned myself off. I still had 20 days to go, and I was eating like a meal here and a meal there. So I didn't stick to it as much as I had wanted to. However, um I haven't been eating a whole lot. Like mm-hmm. I'll eat in little spurts, and I'm still like today. I didn't. I didn't eat. Um, I had, uh, but I had two of these little tangy taffy things that yeah. were really good. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of going back and forth. I need to re-educate myself on eating and everything. So it's, it actually feels really good to know that I can go through the day and I don't eat, and it's not the end of the world That's or anything. Awesome. And then I'm just going to start layering food in slowly. But look. My fat has disappeared. It's amazing. And you look great, too. You look very you. healthy, too, by the way. Speaking of healthy, I don't know how healthy drinking and uh, doing portraits are, but Wine and Design were the first group up in the Shark Tank. Now, what did you think of them? I thought it was really strange. I had a naked guy on TV. I thought that was... Uh... I thought it was awesome. Harriet and Patrick <laughs> from Raleigh, North Carolina. Of course, they were looking for 500000 for 10%. I thought it was great because it's so rare. It's always like naked girls everywhere all of the time. So occasionally when a few crumbs are thrown at us straight ladies, it's a very, very <laughs> So you nice call thing. that guy a few crumbs. I, I don't know how you No, he that. was more than a few crumbs. He was really like a good looking guy. But we just never... It's always naked women. If you're a woman, I know you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> out here, and it's like it's always naked chicks. I so hate that. Right, right. Yeah, I know really? you hate that. So it was great, and I loved wine. I loved their story. Yeah, no, it was it actually very, very cool. I like, I like the concept, don't you? It's like, uh, and and I like their story, as you said. So to to your point, yeah. In only six years, they've got seventy four franchises. They've got seventy four locations. Isn't that wow. awesome? That is awesome. And seventy four franchises. They started by. Uh, I don't want to pass over your point because it was so timely um, and poignant. 
that their story, they uh, they went to a party like this. She yeah. saw the the woman saw people doing something similar, and they knocked it off. And for, for the, our viewers, if you haven't seen this. Um, what they were doing is it's like a wine party yeah. and you add uh, there's somebody there teaching you how to paint a portrait and they just happen to have a naked guy there. So you can run these for bachelorette parties. Right. It's not always yeah. naked guys. That was just very specific for ATV, but it's that right. was the bachelorette party. And it, it right. makes a point. Right, right, right. Makes right. a great point. So it's yeah. usually So it's just... basically Pino's palette with a naked person. Exactly. Oh, is that Pino's palette? What is that? where you pay to go have drinks and someone teaches you how to paint a picture. Now, when you, okay, do, yeah. when you do something like that, do you find it, um, if you're there on a date, or is it kind of annoying because you can't hang out with your date, or is it just, it works fine? No, we went for an anniversary. It was fun. Oh, you went? Yeah, I enjoyed huh. it. it. Was, was, it, but was there, there was no naked guy? No, there was no naked guy, but you pay like, I think it was like 30 bucks a person, okay. and you get your canvas and all your paint and all your stuff and you can see what you're going to paint before you go in so like every day they have a different painting that was it was it stenciled onto the paper because that's no it's, it, it's uh, a legit canvas and paint and wow. there's just someone up there that's like here's your background here's your foreground here's like start start this how did it look this. in the end did you do a good job i, I think it's cool because you see everyone paints the same picture but right. they all come out so different because everyone has their own like flare on it and then like once you paint it they're like you could do whatever you want now if you want to add more leaves like we did like a beach scene so it's like if you want to add more leaves you want to add sand if you want to add starfish or like a sky do whatever you want were you proud of your painting in the end? i was happy <laughs> was cool. all right for not along. being someone who considers himself like a hand kind of artist right right, right. it's probably yeah. good so for two he draws hours with his toes <laughs> oh, lovely yes so wine and design so for two hours it's 35 dollars. so it's around the same price and oh. you know what in like not the last nine months they uh harry and patrick have made like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. they've made a lot so they get six percent royalty as well off the franchises so that's a great business and of course we had uh good old mr wonderful come in and he wanted to give him three hundred fifty thousand. remember they're asking 500 and he said i'll give you three hundred fifty thousand at a 12% interest, but I also want 10% of your company. Right. So that's one of his deals. Now, of course, Robert went and he said, you know, I'll give you the whole 500000 do whatever the heck you want with it, but I want a uh, third of the company. And um, in the end, if you did watch, you know, they were hemming and hawing, and I saw that actually they ended up taking Mr. Wonderful. I'm deal. surprised. I think that, I think, uh, that uh, Robert would have been a good partner for them. A good partner. Yeah. Do you, I, they were, they didn't want to give up the equity. That was my impression. Yeah, I, yeah, I know they didn't. But it's like it sounded like he was gonna, you know, he would have engaged and he would have been yeah. a part of it and he would have played with it. I think he really enjoyed the the company. Whereas, yeah. you know, Kevin thinks in, in nuts and bolts and dollars and cents. Right. And and Kevin, to his credit, also has an amazing um, infrastructure for this. Of course, from his everything to do with yeah. O'Leary Wines, and of course his uh, Honey Network or wh- whatever it's called, the whole network. He has a huge social media. Right. Um, I think it's uh, out- something wonderful, right? Um, he or is has that a, a different, few, that's right? A but there's network. one that's very much related to romance and he wine. He has his own wine company. Yeah, well, he yeah. has O'Leary Wine. Well, so. there you go. If he strikes a deal to where like your wine is the alcohol that they serve he in his art it. gallery, yeah, then, yeah, then you strike that deal as well. <laughs> and something they do with the leftover like 
plate that they put all your paint on is then they wrap those plates around wine bottles that they're used oh. and then they sell the wine bottles. No yes, kidding. So like nothing is wasted there. That's yeah. awesome. They should video you and sell the video and you know, I just had something pop into my head that I have to say. Yes. I got somebody I'd take this hosting class with yeah. you know, and there's somebody in there you get you're not going to believe this. This is going to like stupefy you like in Harry Potter. Okay. Stupefy. <laughs> um there's somebody in there, and her brand is yeah. that she's the anal artist. And I kid you not, she paints with her anus. But people have done that before. Really? Yes, that's actually, I know, that, like you, any you, kind of You're stu- familiar with this? <laughs> no, I'm not by choice, but that's something that people have done. Like in the art world, there's like very few things that haven't been done, and that is, yeah. You're, you're familiar with that? No, not familiar as in I'm into it or anything. I didn't but say I've you were into it. I've heard of the concept. Speaking of the concept, Cheeto I'm Rourke, shocked. I, yeah, it's really, it's just. It's, now, I wonder what would happen if you added colossally that. Colossally stupid. If How you added that? that to this whole concept. So you take your date. Yes, you'd have no business. Pay- That's what would happen. <laughs> okay, well, Tina Herorka, who joins us from Slovakia. Hey, Tina. Tina. She says that she, guessed that she guesses uh, that they needed better ratings. We're talking about the naked guy. And she was she hasn't seen the episode with Barbara there. Barbara was there, and she was loving life. I can tell you that. Um, and Judy Sue said, agreed. It's a family show. It's a I, family there show. There was a lot of this. And, of course, we'll get to Bridal Buddy, where there were more demos that were really you don't need to demo certain things. Did you ask Judy to be on there for sure? They're like, hey, would you would you come tonight and be on there and tell them that it's a family show? <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> and of course, Fantasy Stats Guru FSG hey, ben is ben. joining us in the chat. Hey, hey, hey. Mm. And um, there is a lot of competition. Fantasy Stats brought that up. That every art place or wine place that does special events... They, where they add the other one. Naked guy is the only difference in very niche. But again, I think the naked guy is... I think the naked guy really made a point, actually, because that was kind of the part that, you know, even though I'm not into naked guys, I thought, this is cool because of the naked guy. So you can see why it would be great for bachelorette parties right, or things like that. Right, that's her niche, yeah. yeah. Right. It's very, like, I think it's one of those great uh, companies that's good for the time right now as well. Yeah. Allows people to get together in a very positive way. And people, of course, you know, they always talk about this loneliness epidemic that it's a good way for people just to be around other people in a positive I know, places. I'm suffering. <laughs> Is that a song? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so what do you think? Would you have been in or out Chris Howard Live? Um, you, you know, let's see. They were making a healthy profit. Now they, so they, 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 they making- had about 600 grand a year that they were clearing, it sounded right. like. But... They were reinvesting that in the company was necessary. So it's like, you know, it's it's always, um, uh, you know, I I think just like the the Sharks all said, most of them in the beginning, like Mark had said, that in order for them to make any kind of a profit with 76 franchises and only turning 600 grand, 74, uh, you know, they had to they had to get a, a ton of them in order to increase right. incrementally that profit. Exactly, and of course, um, Harriet did mention that there is competition, and that she was finding. I think I think she might have mentioned that sales were evening out. They, they were plateaued, right. and they were having a hard time approaching number two and number one right. ahead of them. Uh, I still think it's cool. the The only problem is that there's nothing proprietary. That's the big problem, right? Um, the uh, I might you know I might be in just because I like it right and so I yeah. guess you you could to get around this idea of, of it not being proprietary and for yeah. there of course being competition you always have to be innovating that and perhaps getting some heavy loyalty in there yeah it's like but what's that sustainable competitive advantage that's going to give you that's going right. to set you apart and I don't know what it is and that's the problem is that already they've got one and two that are outpacing them and there's no barrier to entry so there's no moat around their castle so anybody can come into that's that true. space 
knock it off mm-hmm. and do it even you know potentially better. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that moat uh, could be. They really need to focus on some sort of differentiator that'll uh, that'll be sustainable and give them an advantage in the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah. actually would have been in on this. I think it's a great concept. Uh, you too. Yeah. Right. They just they needed basically the money. It sounded like they need the capital for like rocket fuel. Right. That's what it said. Yeah, it did sound like it, but it did also sounded like the investor was not going to get their money back for right, a for while because of the numbers. That's the thing. Right. And of course, we had Nate Holzefell here last week who talks about. The, he goes, he doesn't understand why someone would come in and ask for this type of money. Like, you're asking for so much money from the shark, and you're only giving them, you're not giving them a lot of equity. Like, he always right. said, the point is, is get a shark. So do whatever you have to do to get that deal. Well, Forget I mean, about if you don't ask, you don't go... forget. So I don't I don't wrong right. them for right. making an outrageous deal, right. you know, even if they get uh, haggled down to something else. Yeah, like, that's true. Haggle down is good. Yeah. But it's like the idea is that you want, like, as, you know, he used the analogy, like a Michael Jordan on your team. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Are you going to make it easy for Michael Jordan to land on your team or are you going to make it hard for Michael Jordan? You know, right. so it's uh, something to think about whenever I see these big numbers now. I think of them very differently. So, um, But of course, there was during tonight's Shark Tank a great little recap of all the, some of the great Shark Tank successes. And, and there were plenty of them. There, yeah. Bubba's Ribs, Simply Fit, Grace and Lace, Our Riveter. So it was just like... Those don't really go together though. Bubba's Ribs, Simply Fit... Grace and Lace. I mean, You're I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Phil Marlowe's in the chat. Nice to see you, Philip Phil. Marlowe, yeah. good to see you. Um, it's funny. Right. Tina Hororka did mention that if you don't have to have a muscled guy. She feels it would be better to paint a woman, you know, more shapes and better to look at. That's funny. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Naked Anything Sells, says Moobs McGee. Come for the naked dude or woman. Stay for the wide. Hey, that could be one of, you could like open up a competing little branch that's called well, that. You could put that on license plates and sell them. Come for the naked dude or woman. Stay for the wine. That sounds like a little good uh, little logo. Yeah, that would be logo. like, that could be like one of the knockoff places. <laughs> so there could be different tiers of these places. Yeah, I think I would have been in as well. Um, but an interesting concept. Yeah. And, and if nothing else, people now know about wine and design. Right. I mean, yeah. anybody could do it, but I still think... Uh, I, I think that it's fun. I like these kind of, uh, you know, you, like remember when in the movie Hitch, yeah. where he went to the thing and they yeah. were cooking and that type of, of thing. These kind of uh, kind of handmade dates uh, and date nights or get-togethers that oh you can God. do with other couples and stuff. I think that stuff's cool. I, I, there's there's well, something to that. And, and again, there's like the huge marketability for it because, of course, I do another show, dating, meeting, communicating on Black Hollywood Live, which is a sister network to right. AfterBuzz. And one of the things that, since I'm interested in in this area very heavily, we talk about how the. Uh, sit-down dinner dates, like going the way of the, of the buggy, because the idea is that, uh, especially millennials, uh, they are very uncomfortable with a sustained face-to-face interaction with members of the opposite sex. You've gone out on dinner dates, right? That's something of, like, my vintage that was a standard. Of your vintage. Yes, of my vintage was uh-huh. definitely uh-huh. I'm a Gen X or so. Dinner right. dates are, like, that's the way you get to know someone. Yeah, how else you do you talk, do it? Like, right. Like, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. And they're saying that you're saying that that's kind of the way of the past. Well, what the hell are they doing they're if just, they're not doing dinner? Well, they're doing a lot of the swipe, right? And they're being very lonely. Like, that's kind of the problem. Again, I, I've been studying this for, for years, for years. And there's a lot of research that is done kind of in this area. And if you see, like, especially millennials and, and yo- the younger generation under them, the idea is is that a lot of them are very lonely and there is not having they're not having apparently the depth 
and the types of relationships that other generations have because there is no way to get <laughs> right. around getting to know someone. You've got to talk and right. you've got to spend time. Uh, like you know. Well, like, I just don't know what to, what you do if you go out. I mean, I, 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 the well, date, you, right? Right. So what people can do an option is like if you're on Tinder or something, yeah. you meet up at a bar or someone hooks up at your house. God, see, I don't, I can't do Tinder. Like I did that. I was on there for a little while and just not my thing. Yeah, well, it's it's it, that's the thing, and then there's the idea of standards as well because we get a lot of feedback on our show, and people talk about that's a good name for a dating site. Standards. Yeah, that is really funny. You'd have, you'd have to live up to that. It would be right? like, but the idea that if you're not really going to require a man to court you in a traditional way, and if you're just going to accept gonna anything that the, he wants, and you know, a lot of guys want to hook up, right. they want sex. That's okay. And if there's enough women that just want to go do that, they don't want to, but they're not used to requiring more. Isn't that what happens on these hookup sites, though? They they, they hook up? Right. But, and there's the idea, because I'm a woman, and the idea is that usually women are t- typically not hardwired to want to, like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right. But if that's, like, the... Uh, it's, 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 it's a whole other world. Yes. But the idea is, I think that there's a- anything that brings people together in a, a way that they can actually talk and get right. to know each other, like, lay the basic foundation of a relationship Um thumbs up that's right. what i'm saying because, uh, you know what's crazy is like on these sites like I'm not, I'm, i have friends that are gay right, right. so they're on grinder yeah grinder yeah. they don't even have pictures of their faces on there they've got pictures of other body parts on there right and right. you either go yes or no our systems detect that a host has wandered off the site so buyers and sellers. They're gonna, they're gonna throw me out into the yeah, okay. buyers and sellers. Yes. Buyers, speaking of buyers and sellers, next was really interesting. Rocket Book. And of okay, course, we had Joe and Jake in the <laughs> tank. They're looking for four hundred thousand for ten percent of their company, and they they have as you. This was an amazing concept. It was very interesting. It was interesting. It was fascinating. Um, they've actually done pretty well in sales. They've done fifteen thousand. Um, or no, two point two million right. cumulatively. And of course, their product, this little notebook. That is, if you're a person that loves to um, write on a pen and paper, use pen and paper, I'm that type, of course. But the problem is, of course, getting those notes up into your smartphone, up into your computer. So they have a little app that does that. You basically kind of have to have the app take a picture of it. But the big gimmick is that this wonderful notebook you put (laughs) in the microwave with water on top, and it takes away all the ink off the page. So you have a fresh, clean notebook once again. Yeah, this I, I have to say. The moment I saw this, I thought, all right, they already have that. They have these electronic pins where you can write on tablets and your notes get automatically uh-huh. saved. They've got that already. They, they, you know, what they had working for them was the categories. You're laughing about something, so there's something no, no, much I, more I, entertaining I, than no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, I, just, I want right. to, like, pay attention to our guests, you Okay, know? okay. You entertain. Okay. I'll finish what I'm saying. So, <laughs> no, but I like that they had categories in there, but they have these tablets that you can write on, and what bugged me about this was the same thing that Lori said, that you have to go through the process, take a picture of what you write in the pad, and then send it over. And that's just, you know, I don't like that. If you could write on the pad and it automatically goes over, that's one thing. But right. to take a picture. And then you got this pad that you got to stick in the microwave, put a cup of water on it, to in, and let it go for like a minute and 30 in order to erase what's been written in the pad. Instead of just using regular paper, taking the picture and scanning it. It was weird, and it cost $27 for this. Right. Uh, to get this reusable pad, and this cost me $2. Uh, it just, it, none of it made sense to me. Right. I mean, it's a cool yeah. idea, but 
went no place. Well, the Sharks thought the same thing. And in yeah. fact, they didn't get a deal, which was a bummer. But again, I just thought it was a, a cool concept. And I'm someone that would be very well poised to be a consumer for this just because... You'd buy I, it? I, well, I love notebooks. I don't think so. I think there's too many moving parts. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. And, and, you know, and by the way, Tina Hororka, we were... Uh, talking she was i mentioned that the her best first day was just walking around our old town in an abandoned uh area and just talking but it was someone i knew before so it wouldn't do that she wouldn't do that with a stranger so we're again talking about just walking so there was somebody else there with her getting to know somebody yeah the idea of yeah yeah getting, (laughs) (laughs) getting to know someone and also oh my gosh boobs was talking about how we have um pizza making class in new york oh my i would go there oh yeah that sounds great in new york city all all over the place. And of course, FSG says he lives in the middle of wine country in Michigan, and every winery does that type of event. Right. And, and you know, wine tasting's classic. That's always a, a, a good way to spend some time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Tina mentioned something about, about, yeah, of course, spending the time, but for the notebooks, uh, just as uh, Tina talked about saving her notebooks. And right. I do the same thing. And I think people that are ardent notebook writers is like you keep your notebook, you keep right. your sketches in college and all yeah. that stuff. And you got to be careful where you keep it. Yeah. I, I hired somebody one time and I'd, she's like, I read all your journals. They were like, <laughs> I was working out of my house. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> were they personal? Yeah. Very. But I wonder why she'd admit it. Because I'm sure if she got no to page clue. five when you talk about that time in uh, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> this one time down under. Yeah, and yeah, no, she's like, I read all your journals. Boy, I really have compassion for you now. Aww. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch. Anyway. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. always the hard thing, especially if you grow up in a family with um, right. like a lot of siblings because you have a diary, but you have to mm-hmm. hide it because they could, you know, one of your siblings could look at it. And so, they probably did. Yeah, they probably did yeah. like 50 times. There's probably not anything very interesting. <laughs> like, I pet my pony today. <laughs> I walked down the street. I like yeah. traded stickers with and my friend And you don't have Claire. a pony. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I did have a okay. pony. Right. So Rocketbook, would you have been in and out for a uh, Totally out. Completely out on Rocketbook. Really? Yeah, not in at all. Um, not even a little bit. <laughs> I was very intrigued in the idea of their sales, that they have sold $2.2 million worth of products. I did, the whole thing about having to stick a thing in the microwave, with it, and it has to have a cup of water on it, and you got to take a picture and scan. I mean, you could do everything that they talked about. You could have an app for that. That's all you need. And they do have an app for it. They just complicated the thing by bringing in this thing. And then you got this. It's just an app. Yeah. But an app will sell that kind of stuff. If they they just tried to position it as an app. Right. Then I would understand it more. But they made it too confusing with all the peripherals. So I wonder who is buying it. I mean, I could see this being sold to like schools. So, like, if you showed up to history class and on the first day of history class, everyone got this book, and that's the book you do your homework in all semester, and that's what you turn in. And at the end of the semester, the teacher just puts it in the microwave with the water. But I I think you have to do it not just at the end of the semester. You have to do it at the end of the day because it only holds. How many pages is it? It wasn't a lot. (laughs) I mean, they were like, once you do these notes. Yeah, I don't think it was a whole semester you'd get in there. Maybe a week. Let's call it a week. Right. And, and you see, like, yeah. something like this, yeah. Because yeah. I carry a notebook in my back pocket every day, and I would never buy this. Because wow. I want, Because I want to be able to have, like, I have my notebook since I started carrying them, like, years ago. And it, it's cool to, like, go flip exactly. through and be like, Same oh, thing you said. Yeah. look at this. Or, like, oh, I forgot all about that idea. I should really get back into that. That's great. I agree. Okay. I agree. Because I went through, I go through my storage, and it's like, wow. And, and, you, and you're shocked and surprised when you find these things, and they're so rich. 
And you know, it's funny, um, everybody is pretty much in agreement on this. Everyone in the chat from Moobs McGee to FSG um, to Moobs Tina. McGee to FSG from yeah. Tina, Tina to Bobina. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to find somebody else. Who, we need a rhyme. Like, to Judy. Yeah, so everyone was out. <laughs> now, the next runners up there were Laid Brand. Now, they were fascinating. These little dudes, they weren't little dudes. These they little were dudes. very polished dudes, very well-spoken, <laughs> lots of great energy, and they gave a great presentation. They were looking for um, $30,000. Just for thirty percent of the company, so they were they wanted a partner, and immediately when they came in, I had the idea that they were doing this as like a commercial in a sense, because of course you know mm-hmm. the shark tank effect that even though they didn't get a deal, they didn't seem so unhappy about not getting a deal, right? Because millions of people just learned about the possibility of maybe using a hair care that with ferrums that could get everybody like you know w- wanting them, right? Which is funny because. I thought it. There was the idea, of course, that we had Barbara and Lori, two women in there, right? And of course, this and is we like, knew Barbara would jump. Yeah, right. <laughs> was and there any question? Lori, it's like Lori's always a litmus test. If it's a great women's product that they're pitching, and Lori's not in, there's something wrong with the product. In this case, I saw that it was two guys doing a female products, That's, and that the, really didn't make sense. They, they're calling it Laid Brand, which is like again, L-A-I-D. yeah, as a female consumer, it's like you're talking to guys. Yeah. Like that's a brand that you what talk girl about. Needs pheromones to get. And not laid. only that, it's got kind of, this is kind of funny. But I was thinking, okay, okay, what kind of guys would it get you? Because if there's one thing women usually don't want more of, it's hassling by right. dudes. That's yeah, usually exactly. not something you want to, ex- ex- you know, amplify in your life. But that's a classic example from a uh, target marketing perspective of the wrong product for the wrong market. Right. Laid brand for I know. Women. But you know what? They they did have a little bit, you know, of course, the proof of concept. And, of course, it's Pharaoh. So this has been around for a long, long time. If you've right. ever looked at the back of any men's magazine or women's magazine, you have this, uh, you could buy these Pharaohs that'll, like, drive does women crazy. You've seen this yeah, stuff, Yeah, does right? it work, though? If it did, it would be all over the That's place. That's true. You know, whenever it, you right? see those, this would be, like, the answer to so many people's fantasies. That right. If, if one of it worked even a little bit. Yeah. If it, yeah, yeah, you and I would not have any the problems we do. Um. Yeah, but they did. Um, they said that Europe is an, a place that there's a lot of people are into Big into fer- Well, they can say that because they're over here and there's oh, nobody. Right. Been- it could be like, oh, in, oh, in Europe. It, yeah, exactly. Everybody's drinking licorice water. People <laughs> in Europe don't even wear deodorant. I highly that's doubt that true. they're wearing this kind of pheromone. Well, I crap. think that's what they're saying is that the pheromones are naturally produced without deodorant. <laughs> And so, yeah, pheromones are really big over there. They're just saying they don't wear deodorant. I think that's it. Yes. So, of course, Tita, you were asking about the deal. They were looking for $30,000 for 30% of their company. See, like, like I, this didn't seem, it seemed like, you know, we we saw that one guy that one time, that one guy, you know, that one guy, the guy that came on and he was just pitching something and they ended up uh, doing, Mark Mark talked about aqua vesting where you just vest in the person. Right. um, Because the guy was a good pitch man, but it was like he compiled this product together just to have something to pitch and he was good at pitching, but the product was just kind of a BS product that he compiled together. I felt like that about this product. I felt like... It wasn't, you know, these guys wanted to go and pitch something, and it's like, oh. here, let's let's stick some pheromones in a hair product, and there you go, we'll go pitch that. And if that doesn't work, we'll go pitch something else. And if that doesn't work, we'll pitch something else. So I, you know, I got slick from this. I, 
they, you know, the, the laid brand pitch to women is just utterly ridiculous. That's wrong. That's, you, that's not going to work, period. Uh-huh. So they would have been, you know, if they had kept it to men, that would have been all right. But they're, they're, it's off. It's off. Something's like a little wrong. And, you know, they did, uh, of course, they were asked about sales. Right. And they were asked. And- it's like Trump's letter to Comey. It's off. Okay, it's off. Well, uh, we actually, that's really funny you said that. $27,000 they had of sales in six months in one account. That's what they mentioned. So $27,000 in six months? That's a long freaking time. I know, that is is a long time. And of course, they did have samples for everybody. And Lori mentioned that there was not even any smell to it. Right. So six, I mean, that's like, that's less than $10,000 a month. That's... Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was. There was that's, like, that's what's that? Five thousand dollars a month? Six months? Right. Thirty grand. Yeah. And of course, this did start off Five as a grand men's a product. Do you remember that they talked about this? Um, yeah, they started off as a men's product, which was probably a better and stronger right. thrust exactly. than they were. Yeah, than they moved to. Exactly. And the idea is that they wanted to. Uh, put their idea on hold for a while because they really wanted to get the formulation correct. Right. You know, if they took it, if they took the the product for men, they put it at Seven Elevens right next to the Extends pills. Exactly, where you spray it and do it right. in a spray. They'd probably, you know, they could probably sell that. They would, and not only that, yeah. because you remember we've talked before on this show about the promise. So the promise is that you might get like women clawing right. the, you know, clawing each other's they eyes out it just laid, to, right, right, just to get your attention. So there, if there's a promise that's like okay for like 20 bucks maybe this will happen to me it's worth a, worth a go yeah it's worth a go they would do yeah. very very well if they were going to market it towards women because it's a spray well it's actually a hair product so they, they infused the pheromones into a hair product and they have three different products for women only I was going to say they should just make like really pretty lay like necklaces like Hawaiian lay necklaces that have it. the smell that's a good and idea and then it'd be like because then the laid the laid name isn't so like, over face. the top. Like, oh, right. this, like a woman's not going to buy that because exactly. it's named that. But if it's a pretty necklace and then like, oh, laid because it's a lay, then it makes sense. It's not so pervy. And you know, yeah. there is <laughs> something so funny. They could change it and make it not necessarily about guys being into you, but they could just make it where you would be seen you some kind of pharaohs where you're given more confidence. Okay, so it because, increases your status or your right, prestige. Increases, or your as a woman, your charisma, confidence. Charisma. Your, or charisma. Yeah. Something like that would be much more of a aligned with a female cell. And also there's the placebo effect that sometimes mm-hmm. you put on products, you become that. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, is that, of course, a placebo, that this is supposed to make me feel more confident. You might feel more confident as a result. So right. I feel more confident anytime I'm sitting next to you on the panel. Oh, that's just wonderful. So right. maybe it's my fabulous <laughs> hair care. My hair maybe is it's your actually, pheromones. It's actually damp. It's so funny. I washed it and I have very thick hair, so it takes a long time to dry. Right. Um, so it's actually, I'm sitting here with kind of damp hair. I know it's very unprofessional. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> but Philip Marlowe in the chat mentioned that, Philip of course, Marlo. Barbara Corcoran looks like Julie Andrews, which I think you are absolutely right, because I was looking at Barbara tonight on this episode, and she she was looking to me like somebody else. Yeah, she looks, like, yeah, like, and Julie Andrews is exactly it. And, of course, Fantasy Stats Guru mentioned that he does not like the idea of pharaohs. It just doesn't seem... Um, where did he go? Okay. That it just doesn't seem like, quote, a fair way to get someone to bone. Get it? Uh, fair <laughs> bones. It doesn't get to, it's not fair. I like that fantasy stats guru. <laughs> um, also, fantasy stats guru mentioned you need to have a natural relationship chemistry. So that's a good experience. Of course. Right. And, you know, women actually um, 
on mate selection. This is just going into basic mate selection. Okay. We select So you're mates. about to tell me why I get passed by all the time. Okay. Oh, no. Like, but ah! Women select on um, a man's odor. His really? natural odor. Yeah, because you were able to detect um, elements of your system, your, right. uh, to, to what extent your system is going to work with ours if we did have reproductive. So what happens when I don't shower? Does it, if I don't shower for like five days, does that make me more pungent? And does that make you want me more if you're but I don't a woman? Think, yeah, no, we're talking about your natural sense. So actually, if you want to get into this a little right. bit, the, the things that would be left are actually not, they would impede. We're talking about just your natural smell, like the smell of like someone who's just taken a shower, but like the smell of their neck naturally. Right. Like women, um, that's the way that you do selection a lot. Right. It's based on your... Um, How do you get them to smell your neck, though? Well, no, the <laughs> idea is if you like somebody or, or right? before, like, have you... Yeah. I think a women can often relate to... There are some times when you do, don't have chemistry, and the chemistry is olfactory. Right. When you, you don't like the way a man smells. I've had this experience before, right. where he, was, he wasn't he was smelly like he wasn't dirty. There was not something unhygienic so we're not about talking it. about gas. No, no, okay, no, we're not talking about anything <laughs> of that. We're just talking about his natural <laughs> scent was not appealing to me at all. Right. And so you just passed him by? It just wasn't, um, yeah, and then there's been other people who I didn't necessarily find the, as visually beautiful, but then there's something about them. I loved hugging them, and I just loved being around them, and I loved right. their smell. So that's something that's women are more oriented Got it. towards. Well, I mean, if a girl smelled bad, I probably would, it would turn me off. Right, but it's different than just, like, objectively smelling right. good, bad, or different. It's about something deeply personal, right. Right. So it's the idea of your immune system, basically, whether right. you're a good match. We're talking reproductive. Does that mean... Right. So if I'm assessing someone for long-term mating strategy, right. it means that if they smell, quote-unquote, pleasing to me, yeah. that it's a likelihood that our um, we would have a good match for reproductive, for offspring, right. for having children. Yeah, I wish I could smell... Those that were no good for offspring. Yes. Yes, that would be perfect. But guys don't apparently guys don't select on that as much as women do. Right. So of course, just let your soul glow, and uh, the right lady will know how's soul that. Glow. Uh, Did you see course, it coming Philip, to America? Philip, soul glow. Yeah, your soul yeah. glow. Philip Marlowe mentioned that he was uh, he is European and he is wearing deodorant. So just right. just so everybody knows that. Uh, um, <laughs> sure you are. Sure you are. <laughs> and, and Fantasy Sads Guru asks if um, about moves. Do, do, does um, Moobs McGee is one of our... Moobs bought it all, and he really needed the help, and FSG asked, do they make yeah. your moobs smell sexy? So, um, Are we saying moobs smell sexy? So do your moobs smell sexy as a result of buying the laid brand? And of course, um, uh, Moobs says, you have no idea, Ben, that he is it's very <laughs> sexy. So it worked very well for Moobs McGee and his moobs. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a little play on words. Moving right along. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> moving right along. Moving. <laughs> what do you think? Would you be in or out Chris Howard live? Uh, out. I would run away. See? You know what? If I was like a shark and I had power, I would actually want to take this company and change it and make it for men. But then you're playing with all sorts of uncertainty. And sorcery. Yeah, you know, and sorcery. <laughs> and also, you really, you know what? You want to change it. I, I, I like make the, it. Yes, I want to change it and yeah. make it for bed. And I love your idea of 7 Eleven and putting it right by the extends and right, right by the male helper on a Saturday night because yep. you could you could sell little like 
very, very small little spray bottles of it that yeah. actually smell good. And again, you could sell them for probably like three ninety nine little bottles. And people would never know if they really worked or not. They just keep buying it because it's like okay, right? Uh, and it's uh, also just think about it. If someone walks into Seven Eleven with a buzz at like twelve midnight right. and they oh, go shit, get I condoms pay, yeah. and stuff, and they go, okay, sure, what the hell? Why not? I might as well try yeah, condoms and spray. <laughs> so uh, I would be in, and you'd be out. I'd be out. Yeah. Now, finally, we come to good old bridal buddy. <laughs> this was interesting. It was fascinating. We had Heather yeah. from Poconos. Now, if you did see this segment, she was asking for $75,000 for 10%, which is like Nate Holzefell would have really, really approved of this deal because, of course, she's just getting, she wants to get a shark, and that's what you need to get. You need to get your Michael Jordan. So right. that's a good way. You're going to make it easy or you're going to make it hard. You're not going to come and ask for, I want a million dollars for 2% of my company. She's asking for something very reasonable. And of course, she had a great story. What did you think of Heather's story? Well, I mean, essentially, the product for anybody that didn't see is a is a wedding dress. It's a a, uh, a sort of lining that goes underneath your wedding dress, uh, just what I've always wanted. Uh, no, lining that goes underneath your wedding dress that you can pull up, right? And you can fold your wedding dress into it, and you put your arms through it like this, so it pulls it up. So if you're in a wedding dress and you have to desperately go to the bathroom. You don't need your bridesmaids to come in and pull your right. dress up and stuff, but rather you can fold your dress up and it's got this inner lining. And, uh, you know, so essentially what, what was the story of some the graphic time that this happened to her? Is that what the story? No, it was just basically that Heather had this idea back in 2002. Right. And that she said, you know, they asked her, what took you so long? She goes, well, life happens. And she has two kids. So the idea is that maybe there was a not great marriage going on. Um, but mm. she also did uh, shelve the idea initially because she was pregnant and she also has two daughters as well. So uh, fast forward in 2015, right. she had just... Uh, started anew so as a mother just raising her daughters by herself and she came across a bag with all of her ideas and her notebooks and all of her work that she had done back in the oh, day oh good thing we kept it on paper notebooks exactly <laughs> good that you didn't like uh, upload it to your now <laughs> to your defunct, microwave good yeah, thing you didn't microwave to, those just some obscure notepads. like yeah. pen and paper you know some gadget right well before there were um iPads. There were like a lot of different -sketch. tries at yeah. iPads. Like back in the day, I think there was something called the Newt or something like that. There were all these like electronic notebooks, basically, right. tablets type of thing. They didn't really last, did they? they right. So luckily she didn't have one of those back in the right. day and of course put all her information there. Because then you couldn't even charge it now. Right. There'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's like outside with like the wiffle ball or something. Right. It's been like the dog chewed <laughs> on it. So she'd be screwed. So good old notebook people there you have your your uh chris howard live i see you I have do. your I have a notebook. fresh notebook right i love that notebook i'm not just a notebook person yeah 25 bucks yeah 25 no. bucks <laughs> special <laughs> price for you special price for and, you uh, what's great about bridal buddy is 29.95 price point which we can get into when uh incredible yeah it was a great price point and i love the idea that she keeps it at this level because she had it at 59.95 and heather talked about um her some Heather has worked in the bridal industry for a long time and brides saying that it was too much money. So I think 29.95 makes it accessible, right. but of course there's margin, there's not a great you know. Did we did we find out if there was anything did, if she had a patent or anything like that? You know, we didn't. They didn't ask that. Right. So I ho I hope she does. Like I cuz I bet you could get like a utility patent on it and that would make all the difference in the world because I see this I'm sure product. She does. Yeah, I see the only way to get this product out there is to license it to all the companies that are making wedding dresses and have it be 
put in in advance um, so that it becomes a, uh, you know, kind of a perk that you get when you go shopping for your wedding dress because that's when somebody's going to buy it. The shark said right. that. You know, and just like, oh, and by the way, it's got this bag in here. So if you have to, uh, you know. You know, it's funny. I think that is a really good idea. I never thought of putting it in the design. But just it has to be there. Selling it a la carte sell. works really well. And in a way, women kind of, as a female, there's something that's more appealing about it as an a la carte. You think so? Concept. Yes, because it just, especially if it's a one size fits all, it, it, it works It'll work but, would for you, everything. but then you have to think of buying it. And I just don't, you know, when the woman's thinking about her special day, this is my special day, I'm looking for the perfect dress. Do you really think of a bag that you stick your arms through to? I think that it will be standard in a few years. What they should do is they should just make like diapers for women. So rather than having to lift it up. You oh, yes, that would go. be a very romantic feel. <laughs> but I can totally understand the concept. The demo was funny because Heather, of course, had her partner who was not a partner per se, but was the sales right. gal. And of course, delivered this awesome kind of pitch. Impassioned pitch. For her friend. And she did a, she demonstrated the whole, the way that the bridal buddy works, which is, of course, she didn't have to demonstrate sitting on a toilet. That's like a little unnecessary. She did sit on the toilet though. Yeah, she actually did, which she didn't need to do. All she did do was dem- demo it, which she did perfectly, which kind of shows how you can lift your uh, dress right up, you know, right. so you're able to go to the ladies' room independently. Yeah. But um, that's I don't just, know. I, yeah, I guess maybe they sell them for twenty five dollars. But how much? What were their total sales right now? At one hundred ninety five thousand. It's twenty nine ninety five, and her cost is fourteen dollars. One hundred ninety five thousand cents. When? How is that over a year? Uh, no, she since she uh, started in two thousand fifteen. Sixteen, seventeen. So okay. And she's um, not in a lot of big accounts because, of course, David's Bridal was mentioned as the big retail right. bridal store, the biggest in the United States. And, oh, yeah, she said she and they asked, if, have you tried? And um, it didn't work for it them. It didn't work for their products because they didn't like the image. They didn't like right, the branding. They, yeah, yeah, that's what they talked about on on Shark Tank. I don't know if that was the reason for Bridal Buddy. I do. You mentioned a really good point with the patents, though, because utility of... Um, Utility patent would be very important. Yeah, because if they if don't have a patent. This, it's worthless, right? From my perspective, yeah. and especially all you'd need is the design, and it can be made very cheaply. Anybody can do it. The wedding dress companies can do it. Anybody can exactly. do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So very, very important. Yeah. Um, but uh, her friend was so funny. She talked um, about how her her friend Heather was so great, and you know the um, they've worked together a lot, and they've been doing bridal shows. And she said something really funny that I showed my underpants to the international community. Oh, that was funny. But sometimes when you believe in somebody so much that it's you just have yeah, to show so. everybody your underwear. Of course, and uh, one of the first things that um, happened as a result, they immediately Lori and Kevin had come together, and they wanted to offer a deal. Now they wanted both to get twenty five percent of the company, and Kevin had a contingency that Lori, uh, excuse me, that Heather's friend would also be a partner as well. That would only leave Heather with 25% of the company. So that was immediately a, like an area where Barbara could, could jump in. Barbara wanted to be in on this deal. She offered, I'll give you your 75000 for um, a third of the company. So, yeah, very interesting deals. So this gave Heather a great opportunity to come back and ask, of course, Barbara, would you, you know, could you shave a little bit off there, which she did. Uh, Barbara went from a third to just 30 percent. And then Kevin and Lori stepped back a little as well. And they then said, we'll we'll take only 20 percent each. So 40 percent of the company. So you'd still have a little more. Right. And you could see Barbara having an I mean, excuse me, Heather uh, having and hawing over this because to give away so much of her company would be problematic. In the end, 30 percent 
Lori and Kevin, and each of them would get 15%. And I think this company is going to be like on rocket fuel because of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're good partners for them just because of, uh, you know, Lori's contacts and uh, her home shopping, as well as Kevin's wedding and bridal, uh, already his assets in that, in that, in that category. Um, yeah, good partners for them. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to sell them as as add-ons. I, I think licensing is a better way to do it, and you just build it right into the dress, but what do I know? Right, because there's something about the actual... Um, I see this being very much of a mainstream product, mm. but you could also have different tiers as well. Like, you could have a bridal buddy that is made for, let's say, couture gowns, because there's a lot of different types of gowns out mm-hmm. there. Maybe not too dissimilar to tuxedos, but I think with the gown, there's a lot of price point spread. is right. huge. So there's gowns for, you know a few hundred dollars and then there's gowns for thousands and see thousands my first thought was when they were wrapping it up like that does that affect the gown or is it just because there's so many point. frills and stuff I, I mean like if you take a shirt and you crumple it up it's going to be all wrinkled and it's right. not going to look nice so you take your wedding dress and you pick it up like that and you scrunch it into a little ball is that going to change it or hmm. our wedding dress the way they fall you just wouldn't notice that type of thing the way they made it look it looked like it would have very little effect huh on it yeah, because it was yeah. a, this soft meshy type of right netting almost yeah so i think it would be it wouldn't hurt the they were still wrapping it curling it up in a ball though you know so yeah who knows it is it is really funny because yeah. um it's such a hot as you know wedding weddings are such a like hot like industry and there's they make so much money on these and of course as a woman when you do get married there are so many things to think about and i think this is just really does like it solves a problem. When they first mentioned it, I'm like, and, then, and you have to go and you're wearing your dress. I'm like, what are they going to put a zipper? How are they going to do this? this right. is a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, they, yeah, it was interesting. I, I don't know. There's something, there was something goofy looking about when she stuck her arms through the thing and she's holding this thing up. But I get the problem. I get that. You know, that's not, uh-huh. that's not fun. <laughs> um, keep talking for a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she says, keep talking. I will. Right. Um, <laughs> Is there some re- hidden wanted, reason? No, because I wanted to get your business expertise on this type of deal. Oh, yes, <laughs> my business expertise. Yes, oh, that's cute. Mistress <laughs> <cute. laughs> no. Subtlety. No, no, I know. I like. I'm pretty open. Keep talking for a minute, a few minutes. Because I right. have to ask you yeah. about your business expertise when it comes to the deals we saw tonight. Uh huh. Why do you think that some people ask for something like five hundred thousand dollars for ten percent, and why does someone ask? Like bridal buddy for right. about only about seventy five thousand for ten percent. Uh, I, I don't know. Do the the there's... reasons are going to depend on the individuals. Right. I know. I mean, it's also what they feel that their value is. Some people are just going to throw a big number out there because they're going to see what you know, throw everything against the wall, see what sticks. Uh, I know when I first raised money capital for my, the one of the early businesses that I launched, uh, I, I had a number in my mind and I was going to sell. of the company for this number that I had in my mind. And uh, then I went and I was writing and journaling and stuff. And I'm like, well, son of a gun, this, why do I, why am I thinking, why am I valuing it so low? Uh, I'm going to double that value. And I ended up getting double what I thought I was going to ask in the beginning by just changing the way that I was thinking about it. And for me, you know, they, when, in terms of valuation of a company, They've got all these ways that they'll value, you know, they'll value a company and whatnot. But ultimately, uh, an entrepreneur who's uh, selling equity in their company in, in exchange for, you know, capital infusion, it, it comes down to 
how certain are they in the value of the company and how, how what's their ability to convey that value to the investor so that uh-huh. it, so that it, it's conveyed in a way that's compelling because uh, th- we've seen companies even here on Shark Tank that get insane valuations where the sharks buy it and they go oh yeah I get that um, so it comes down it all comes down from my perspective to certainty what's the certainty in the future what's the certainty right. in the return on investment what's the certainty uh, in this opportunity and uh, and that doesn't mean a, a BS type of certainty where you're just BSing somebody right. about the value there's no way you but can do you that have anymore. certainty because you understand the value and sometimes you know it's it's <laughs> it has to do more with the uh, the certainty that the project's going to go someplace because it may not be the intrinsic value that's there right there at uh, you know at first glance. It might be this is going someplace. I can tell. So it could be intangible value ah. that causes uh, somebody to to buy into it. You go, yeah, you know what? I believe that that's worth a, a million or two million or whatever it is. Even without the sales, even without what you've done, I see why you've done that valuation. Whereas other times, you know and. You, you might have all the, you know, they, they might be looking for all the pieces to, to line up correctly, all the stars to line up correctly. And they go, yeah, that's that's what the valuation is. It's, it's very subjective. It is subjective. Yeah. And, of course, this is probably something you've experienced, but Nate talked about last week. Nate Holes, a fellow of Mission Belt Company, talked about very much about people, a lot of people, and they invest in people. Yes. I mean, there has to be a product there, but the the really, like, the personal element cannot be... We've seen that on Shark Tank. We've seen great products, but there was no team to execute. And they're right. like, no, it sounds like a great idea, but I don't believe you're going to pull it off. Yeah, I don't think you're going to pull it off. Speaking of pulling it off, we did have the chat. It sometimes takes the live chat a few minutes for for me to get some of the messages. They don't always sync immediately. But um, Fantasy Stats Guru did mention new. he has new life goals, so we're going to announce them right here. Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, no, fantasy stats. Okay. First of all, get moves. Then spray them with pheromones, and third, have amazing women love love me. So um, sounds like good life goals to me. Yeah, there you go. and Philip Marlowe mentioned that pheromones may make you attractive to men, but it'll make females want to murder you. And Tina Rorca does decline based on cologne order. You know, cologne odor. Excuse me. Um, she declined. Yes, and no, she would decline based on cologne order, cologne odor. Like if she smells a guy and she with doesn't, cologne, and she doesn't. Oh, it's probably certain ones that, I'm thinking. I love off, great right? cologne. There's something yeah. about wonderful men's cologne that I just oh, I love it. Um, but of course, Moves McGee mentioned heads up for interested parties. Sadly, the product works on cats, so you might have like a cat. So you might get cats, cats in heat that are following you. Yeah. Yes, and and um. Tina Hororka did mention a workaround when you said, how can you get a woman to smell your neck? She mentions that you meet oh. someone and hug them and then they theoretically can smell your neck. Easy. So that's that's the way we females Tina, you get are around good. Mm-hmm. You are good. Yeah. And of course, Philip Marlowe <laughs> wants to put it out there that he smells like a valley of roses and lilies. There you go. Um, yes. And Moobs uh, does have proof that the pharaohs work on his moobs because he has scratches to show for all his damn sexiness. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Send us a photo of those scratches and we'll put it on, we'll, we'll show the world. Yes. And you know, <laughs> you know I think like... people love hugs because FSG, Fantasy Stats Guru, Ben from Michigan. See, we're putting the profile together of you, um, FSG, little by little over each season. We're going to get a few more pieces figure of out the puzzle. FSG, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to like, we're going to be able to Dropping hints and clues. geolocate you. We're going to find you. Uh, but he mentioned that he's a hugger and Tina is a hugger as well. So yeah, huggers be we huggers. Got, that, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. We've got two huggers there. But hug, hugs are a great way to actually smell somebody as well. Right. I've always. So it's um, very sly. Yes. Right. 
It is. It's really interesting. I wish um, Zoe was here tonight because she yeah. could either uh, confirm or, or deny, deny my concept of so you hug and then you get your nose in there. Have you yeah. ever had that issue, though, where you liked someone? And I'm not talking about anything gross at this point, but you liked somebody, but you didn't really like the way they smelled. And it wasn't like a dirty thing. It yes. was just an elemental yes. thing. There was something about their yes. specific scent. Yes. So and has- it wasn't it wasn't an ongoing thing. It was a one time thing. But that one time with that smell being off turned me interesting <laughs> it's true yeah it was like okay because it became a it became so associated that i just couldn't think about them in the same way really really yeah. that's so yeah. funny that that could happen right that it's called fatal smell <laughs> yeah yes that's the name of it yeah. speaking of you know we did of course learn that shark tank is an incredibly successful series yes. and it of course did get picked up for another season Yay. which is no surprise so season yes. nine will be coming down the tank ha oh. get it yeah having said that this is the finale isn't it this is the finale how sad is that yeah how sad is that and we yeah. of course do wish that zoe is here so shout out to a great great co-host who's been our lead host we and miss we, you, zoe. we do miss you very much we miss our janet and our janet uh jack tripper chrissy oh Snow yeah we're the triad company. that That's we have the, the, now are we going to do anything special for the finale here because yeah well we don't have any fireworks or anything but we okay. do have a lot of people in the chat and we do really appreciate all of you joining us phil marlowe moves mcgee tina Haroko, fsg we're going to see you back here when season nine kicks off you're going to find us sitting back here waiting to kick ass and take names i don't wow, know wow that was i mean that was strong that yeah. was powerful that i was, do what i can yeah. what about you fsg uh, FSG, you call me FSG? No, not FSG, CHL. C, C, thanks, Candy. Um, Candy, <laughs> uh, What about me? What are you going to be doing on the break? Boy, that's a, I'm going to Disneyland. No, um, what am I doing on the break? You know, I'm do, I've started doing seminars again. I, I don't know if you saw that. So I'm doing a seminar tour from uh, June 6th through July 10th. I'm going to Bali, then New York, then London, then back to New York, and then back over here. So oh that's my, my that's my uh, month of June and July. I am so jealous. And where can we find you? Uh, in Bali, then L- New York, then London, then New York. But are there, is there a here. way that people sign up? Uh, are, they, are you going to be doing anything yeah, special? Well, you know, reach media? me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always find out about me if you go to... Uh, uh, well, Satanspawn.com. Satanspawn.com. Yeah, you always find out about me there. No, just follow me on social media. Social media, Chris Howard Live. Yeah. And of course, I'm Constance Dunn. We really appreciate you guys watching so much. You can always find me at Twitter or Instagram at Constance Dunn. That's it. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful break. Be safe. We love you. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 